If you don't know, you're about to know right now. You're about to learn education. I'm Quindell Evans, BluePoetry.com. Right now with my brother Poetics, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, I'm Poetics, you know what I'm saying? Representing Rebel Brand. Uh, you know, my, my, my government name. You know, I don't really need to go by the old government name. That's what they gave me. But uh, you call me Poetic for now. And I'm here sitting down with my man right here, talking about some truth. All right, so um, he asked me what got, what got me into podcasts. So I was answering that. And, you know, I felt like my answer might have been a little... I feel like I, I would have gave a good enough answers, so let's cut the podcast on and start recording now. You know, because I don't want to waste nothing, no, no jewels. Right, so, right. um, what happened was, I started getting into, like, like daily. I've been on it, but, like, lately it's been, like, fucking, it's been more purposeful. Like, I'm, I'm realizing exactly what I want in life and shit, and I can actually see it. So, I started getting into, like, daily affirmations, daily healing activities. You know, like, I read every day. I read every day um, since, like, I don't know. I don't remember the date, but I remember I started reading every day. I can't remember the day. I don't know if it was, like, it was, like, in the spring. Mm-hmm. No, I always like reading, but lately I've been reading every day since, like, the spring. I read, like, 19 books since then. Mm-hmm. I'm, on, I'm on book 20 right now for the year. Um, it's kind of been getting your attention. Like, what type of books? Um, it's been picking up knowledge out there. One of the first books I read was um was um I remember the Dick Gregory autobiography called Nigga. Mm. I like Dick Gregory, yeah. Yeah, his autobiography is real. It's like, you know, it's touching and it goes through his life in ways that makes you feel like you're you know like if you read his shit you'll feel like the path you're on right now. Right. Like you could be Dick you know what I'm saying? Like you could be Dick Gregory, like you could be as big as him because the way he came up, it wasn't easy. And a lot of times we don't really get to know. We you know we look at somebody who got it mm. and we think like, oh, they circumstances are different than mine. Right, right. But real talk, like if you're going through something, it's seven billion of us. It's probably five hundred thousand people going through the same exact thing or whatever. You feel me, real shit? Yeah. So, you read the Gregory autobiography, you can be like, well, I, I could do this. Yeah. You know, so that's what I got from that. I read, um, but I like to read, like, like right now I'm reading a book on stocks, um, on on stock options, right, um, right. about the Greeks of stocks, because it's a lot of variables that goes into trading stocks. A lot of times, we just have like a, a um, we have a very sky view of stocks. We don't really know in depth what it means to invest in stocks and bonds and right. mutual funds and ETFs and futures and all that stuff. So I'm like, I want to get, I want to, I want to get in there. I want to know all of that, you know, like for real, for real. I recently opened a brokerage account, so I'm ready to like get in there and start trading and start investing type vibe. So I'm reading the book on that. Um, the last book I read was on investing too. It's called uh, Talking Money and Making Sense by a black woman called Brooke Stevens. And I actually got it from Word Up Cafe, where we at right now. Mm. Um, and she, you know, Michelle Kennedy got books over there. And I looked, I'm just looking through the books, I'm like, can I get this? I got home, I started reading the book, and it showed that this was like a book in the 90s. Mm. And Sharon Kennedy actually got the book from the author at her book signing. So I don't know who this lady is or whatever, but she wrote a book on wealth, specifically geared towards African Americans. So it was really good. Um, so I read like, a, like probably four or five books on wealth. Four or five books on, you know, like healing, you know, motivation. Mm-hmm. And I read Millionaire Success Habits, Secret, um, The Wealth Choice, 
Rich Dad Poor Dad this year. Um, um, you know, I read I read quite a few books this year. Um, but this is just a start. I feel like next year I want to double up 40, 60 books. Right, right. I want you know because I started late, so I want to you know, and I want to increase my time too. Cause I just read thirty minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. And I want to be you know. Nah, that's uh, that's big, yo. I'm actually glad you brought up some of the things you just you just said. And one, I mean, with the reading thing, that's a great habit for all of us to have. You know what I mean? Just because a lot of the, a lot of the, the hidden wisdom, a lot of the hidden knowledge, you're not gonna get that on TV. You're not gonna get that on YouTube necessarily. You're not gonna get it from a lot of like mainstream right. artists and stuff like that. The books is where everything's hidden at, and you got right. The books is it. Ages. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of knowledge in there. You know what I mean? That pick up on. And the big thing that you that you said was crazy to me is about stocks, right? I've been trying to talk to my boys about stocks and investing and things like that. I actually did the same thing, opened up a brokerage account with TD Ameritrade, you know what I mean? Got a little, for anybody that don't know, Robinhood is a great way to get started into right. investing, stuff like that. So that's, and that's, you know, something we gotta do going forward, you know what I mean? Just start investing in things, because people have ownership, that's what it's all about, being able to own something and have it call it to yours. So yeah, that's a fact. On that. So that's what kind of enticed me to start a podcast, because one of the things I was doing was reading every day, straight when I wake up, mm-hmm. Meditate and read every day. First thing I do, meditate and read, then exercise. You know, meditate for 30 minutes, read for 30 minutes, exercise for 30 minutes, and then my day I'm good. And also while I'm doing it, I'm listening to motivational podcasts. So I like listening to motivational podcasts. Les Brown, Zig Ziglar, Gary Vaynerchuk, Tony Robbins. Okay. You feel me? Um, all different types of people. That's just to name a few. Like I listen to all different types of people. Um. You know, and then I started, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk is one of them guys who, like, he be like, yeah, do he, he not, he, he doesn't just motivate, he also gives you incentives, like, do this, do, you can do this, you can do this, if you want to make money, you can sell something, if you want to start a podcast, it's free, you know, right, right. so I remember, like, last year, that's when I seen him on Hot 97 or something, he was, like, start a podcast, and that's when I tried it with my friends, but then this year, I started listening to him on a frequent, on a frequent basis, listening to all these motivational joints on a frequent basis. Now he be trying stuff out. He be talking about start a podcast. I'm like, why not? He be like, yo, use Facebook advertising. Why not? I went on there using whatever, like whatever I could do, I do. So um, I, I I look at podcasts as one of those things that's that's equivalent to reading every day for me, exercising every day for me, feeling meditating every day for me. It's about productivity for me. So that's what I want to start a podcast for. I don't feel like my podcast is exactly how I want it to be just yet, but it's growing. Like everything I do grows. So you know, like I want to get a fishy mic and you know all of that stuff soon comes, so the audio could be more you know acceptable to the people and stuff like that. You know, like to the video too. I've got a nice camera and all of that stuff. But for now, I ain't gonna hold back my progression for me, my productivity. So that's what made me start the podcast. No, I don't, I don't know. It all starts with something small. You know, everything starts with a seed. So, you know, I, I mean, I already see what you're doing. That's why I reached out to you I mean, about the podcast and everything. And you're building your own platform right now, too. So that's big because, I mean, if you know, if you not don't have your exact message, exactly scripted how you want it now, by the time your podcast grows, your message is going to grow with it. You know what right. I mean? So you'll be able to reach the people you need to. Okay. So um, your name is Poetic. So it sounds to me that you know, I know what you do, but... You know, people might not know what you do that's watching or listening. Right. So, you know, like, would you, would you mind telling them a little about yourself? Like, you know, it sounds like you do poetry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, give them, give them a little, you know, autobiography real quick. I got you. All right, so I am a poet, spoken word artist, but uh, 
you know, I, I actually think that's kind of a small part of what I do. You know what I mean? To be honest with you, I'm more of a visionary. Um, I grew up in a household where it was really, like, we were really focused on the faith. You know what I mean? Like, I was grew up in a Hebrew Israelite household. My father was a teacher in Brooklyn, not too far from me, actually. He was a teacher at Sarah J. Halen and uh, American Studies at Cabo Hill. So it's like, I grew up with this faith base and also, like, yo, you learn, you know what I'm saying? Real big, being intellectual. My mother, author, my father, author. So, you know, once I started, like, getting into, you know, just understanding where I came from, the history, something came in, like, I had something to write about, you know what I mean? It started off with just me writing about, you know, writing just to get through some tough times, you know what I mean? We always go through adversity, go through our trials and tribulations. So I started writing just to, like, kind of have a voice, you know what I mean? Sometimes you get, you your voice can get lost out here. So you started off writing, and then once you develop your message, and once it, I, I believe it's given to you, you know, if you, if you have the ability to speak, your message is given to you. So we grew from that, you know what I mean? And now I just started doing spoken word, traveling out of state, in state, just trying to get on the mic and speak my piece. And then one day I was like, yo, I'm actually kind of good at this, you know what I mean? And I, would, I, I wanted to go, keep going, keep going. Then once I got to a point where I didn't, the, the voice inside of me, what I have inside of me didn't match what I was looking outside. Some of the things that we believe inside, some of our different, like, I would say virtues, you know what I mean, aren't expressions every day. And it was like, yo, I looked at my people like, yo, we living in a world that's not our own. You know what I mean? They created this for us. So once I understood the difference, the inconsistency between who we are and what was going on outside, I felt like I had to speak my piece. I had to lift my voice up. So that's how I got into the spoken word. But I'm I'm still young, you know what I mean? Right now, I'm spoken word, I'm poetic, so everything like that. But the vision for it all, the vision is much bigger than me. The vision is much bigger than spoken word. So, I mean, I'm not going to get into that in the future this year because we're not there yet. We ain't taking progressions yet. But yeah, man, me as an individual, nah, I'm, I'm here to like, I'm here to speak. I'm here to live. I'm here to find truth. I'm here to find other truth seekers. And, you know, we grow from there. Um, if you want to know my, 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 my geographic location, I was born in Staten Island. I moved up to Pennsylvania, and now, right now, I'm about to move down to Georgia in about two weeks and go down there. But, um, yeah, right now, I'm just, like, traveling around. I'm learning from other people and then creating my message and getting out there. Okay. Yeah. Are you, what are you moving to Georgia for? So, I'm moving to Georgia. I linked up with some people down there, you know, and uh, I think that there's a lane down there. There's a growing population of real, ambitious black people. Atlanta itself, I mean, I'm not specifically moving to Atlanta. But it's a growing industry. There's a lot of like entertainment. There's a lot of spoken word artists. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of movie theaters. A lot of infrastructure that's being built up there. And I, for one, growing up in New York, growing up in Pennsylvania, I, we always heard like the South was a little bit like a step behind. You know what I mean? Like the North always moved at a, a little bit of a faster pace. Like New York just moves at a faster pace. You know what I'm saying? But now that people down south are growing, they speeding, they picking up on things, they building for their own, I feel like I could go down there and really start, like, really putting brick on top of brick and, and building this foundation, okay. building this, uh, you know what I mean, this, this message up. I feel so. Get some good weather, but some better weather. I mean, you know, yeah. that's, that's, that's part of it. That's part of it. <laughs> some it's better nice weather. weather. You know what I mean? They do have a, a, a more concentrated population of middle-class blacks, too, so people are more... Entice to support you, you know, and then more. They, I mean, I want to say more, but there's a there's a big group of creative individuals that, and my, it's it's like for me, like there's a lot of people that kind of go with trends, right? You you see something and you get on top of it. New York, it's like I right, 
the fashion trends, the fashion things, the music trends, everything. But if we look at it, we step back and look at it. Atlanta, Georgia, down south, Florida, the Carolinas, they starting to get on their own trend. And it started with hip hop when we seen like the, the South music start to rise. They yeah. gain on their own wave. So as you starting to get on your own wave, they starting to create different things that people not really like uh, used to. So if you get on the down there and you create your own wave, you create your own movement, you, like you said, people gonna be able to like, oh yeah, yeah, I like that. That's new, that's different. Let's let's grow this, let's, yeah. let's get on top of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty deep on on like what drives us to connect with each other, you know, worldwide. I think it's very deep, you know. Hip hop is one of those like modern ways that we use. How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. Alright. Hip hop is one of those modern ways that allows us to connect with each other worldwide. Like everybody, it don't matter where you at. It's Indians right now listening to rap. There's Pakistanians right now listening to pop. You know there's it's 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 people in Syria right now listening to you know Adele. Like music is so you know, yeah. like it's universal. universal. Yeah, it's you universal. know, hip hop is one of those avenues that kind of breaks the barriers of what music is. You mm-hmm. know, because it's evolving, mm-hmm. especially with rap. Definitely. Especially with rap. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like rap is so unique. You know, it's so unique. It's like rap is like it's, it's transcendent. It's yeah, transcendent. It's, if, you, if you if you if I if, you, if I had to explain it, I put it like this. When hip hop first came out, right, in the, in the 80s, it was a way for us to express what we were going through. Well, not us specifically, but the people of the 80s, people at yeah. that time. They were able to express the things that people couldn't see and express themselves through the lyrics. They would express themselves through the music. Now, if you go back, quick history lesson. I'm a history buff for anybody that don't know, but quick history lesson, we used to be, they used to have what they called griots. It's, it's spelled griot, but they were the poets, they were the storytellers, you know what I'm saying? So what they did was they passed down rituals, tradition, heritage, through spoken word. And before it was hip-hop, before it was music, it was the storytellers. They would teach their kids, they would teach the culture, they would teach the different societies through spoken word. So now we have this whole platform right now of hip-hop. And the beginning started off with people expressing themselves people creating their own foundation to get a message out. So now that it's evolving, and don't get me wrong, I feel like it's kind of been tainted kind of because of mainstream. People found a way to make money off it. They kind of found a way to profit off of it. But that's still core, that core of storytelling, that core of expression is still in hip-hop. And if we know, if we can utilize that, we can get our message out. We can teach kids. Like, instead of, you know, them learning from, you know, outside influences, we could teach them, we could teach the future generation using our spoken word, our hip-hop. And I do think hip-hop is really evolving. We had this whole little phase of mumble rappers, but now we got true lyricists that's in the game. True lyricists, yeah. people that are actually spitting something worth listening to. It's people that are talking to them of knowledge, wisdom. And it might not be your whole traditional understanding of knowledge tradition. It might just be like, yo, like Jay-Z, right? He came, he had the 444 album not too long ago. And he was really, really like putting a message in, in people's ears and he putting it on a, on, a, on a platform, on a foundation that we could relate to. So going forward, that's what we gotta do. We gotta use that medium, use that platform so we could start putting out our message, start spreading our culture, our traditions, and then people gonna pick up on it, it's gonna grow. So who do you think right now is part of that new phase of artists that's giving us something I mean, yeah. something to listen to, you know, like who, 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 uh, yeah. Who, 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 yeah, obvious ones, three, yeah, obvious ones, J. Cole, Kendrick, um, things like that, but, um, 
outside of like younger ones. Like younger they, ones. They, 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 I'm saying they kind of getting old and low though. Yo, to be honest with you, there's a couple, there's a couple good ones like um, I like newer ones. You know, and not even young, but new. I don't know if people listen to the same type of music I listen to, or they still look, but I still like Joey Badass. You know what I'm saying? I was, yeah. I was definitely digging Joey Badass when he was on his wave. Um, who else is on my iPod right now? Uh, you know, Six Lack. Six Lack. Uh, he had the song. My ex calling, or my, my ex calling, nah, I'll play it for you after this, but uh, Six Lack, um, who else is in my iPod right now? Uh, and not even, not even like necessarily older, because I don't really listen to a lot of the new, newer generation rappers, but I still listen to uh, Styles P, like I still like, like listen to him, who else is on that right now? Um, I love Meek, I love Meek right now, and, and it's crazy because I actually met Meek really before, and you know, he from Philly, he from, you know, what he called the bottom and everything like that. But he's speaking to a certain generation and he's speaking towards a certain amount of ambition that we that we should have as as the youth, as you know, just black people in general. You know what I mean? So those are those are kind of my artists right now. Um main I, to be honest with you, with the exception of a few artists, I really don't listen to too much mainstream because I, I do feel like it's kinda tainted. Like people get a they, they understand they can make money off of our culture and they you know, they've done that. For, since the renaissance you know what I mean they found out they could make more money off our culture so they try to get hand in it so when you see some of these new artists like I don't want to like throw a name on them but 6 9 it's like you, you kind of like interfering in our culture because he's giving out a certain message that isn't productive it isn't you know conducive to our growth so yeah that's how I feel about music right now yeah. well that's it um I don't know if that's like a common way. A lot of people probably feel that way too about music and about certain artists. You know, um, I, I just feel like there's um, there's space for that. You know, I feel like there's space for everything. You know, like like I said before, we turn the camera on. Everything is right. You know, I don't feel like <laughs> feel like there's space for all that. You know, um, so like I'm not like against anything. I feel like it's balanced. Mm. You know, and like I feel like there's always enough. Of the to go around the good stuff, the positivity. It's always enough of the things that we need, and we just gotta stick to it. We have to, we have to like, you know, like we gotta search for it, like you know, and and that's that's the thing about life, like on a personal level. Yeah. What, what is, what is negative to do, or what is easy to, you know, what I'm saying, like yeah. what is negative to do and what's easy to do personally. Right. It's kind of the same. You know, like, it's easy to give up. It's easy to say, I don't, I don't got time to achieve nothing. I don't want to stop nothing. It's easy to... Right. And it's hard, harder, not necessarily hard, but harder, more difficult, you know, to discipline yourself, to build habits and skills that can take you somewhere. You know, like, nah, far. So it's I, I easy to get into debt. It's hard to, to gain <laughs> wealth. Right, right. So, like, when you think about music... You expect it to be easy to turn on the radio mm. and listen to positive, positive things? Mm. You can't even expect that. That's just unnatural for you to expect that. Mm. You feel me? It ain't easy, that. you know? So, like, we got to we gotta understand that, like, in order to, to grow a tree, you got to do some hard work. You feel right, me? You got to right, plant right. that seed and nurture it and water it. You feel me? Especially, especially depending on the environment in which you planted the seed. Definitely. So, like... We understand the environment where we at. We understand what it's going to take to nurture the seed of positivity and allow it to grow. It can't even be easy. You feel me? We got to work for that. So that's why I feel like there's a place for the six nines in the world. You know? So, like, 
So, you know, but I think when it comes to new artists, you know, because I feel like J. Cole and Kendrick is fire, right, right. but they not new, like, you know, so they got the message. Like, you can listen to them and find a message. You can, you know, and that last week album was OD. Mm-hmm. He OD. Still bumping it. Yeah, like he OD. Um, like, kind of what you were saying, though, like, and, and you made a good point. Um, there's a place in the world for everything. So this is one of my, like, core beliefs, right? Balance. If, if anybody ever seen, like, the yin-yang sign, right? It's the light and the dark. You can't have light without dark. You can't have dark without light. There has to be a balance for it, right? So when you say there's a place in the world for 6 9 absolutely there's a place for 6 9 My only thing right now is... plays music for him. I mean, I mean, just what he represents. Like, all right, no, no doubt we're not here to, to praise any drug dealers, anybody that's, you know, uh, any... Anybody that's like leans to that side of the other of the law or whatever, like, but there's you mean like drug dealing, scamming, gangbanging, yeah, all of that, exactly, <laughs> scamming, gangbanging. But you, but it would be naive of me to say, oh, everybody gonna walk around, oh, all light, all good, all all the time. You know what I'm saying? People, there's two sides, there's a dichotomy, there's spit. You know what I'm saying? You have to have that. But there's good and the bad, and there's bad and the good. So when we start looking at the things that like kind of develop us right now, I'm just speaking personally. When I look outside, we've had. There's a setback. Like as we start growing, the rest of the American economy, the rest of American culture, they had a head up on us because of the history, because of slavery, because of things like Jim Crow, because of things like we weren't be able able to develop certain things. Like so, there's a push right now for black-owned business, and we're, we're sitting in the black-owned business right now. But we had we had kind of like a handicap. We started late. So as we starting to grow, I don't know about that, but go ahead. I mean, I, well, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm a history buff, so I, I'm looking like at we, it like we ain't start late, big bro. Like we always been thugging in America, big bro. Like always, even through slavery. Like if you read, like we was thugging, bro. Like for real, free slavery. When you mean thugging, like what you mean? I mean, we always had black businesses. Free right. slaves during the time of slavery had black businesses. We had black businesses. Yes, there were millionaires in the 1800s. Black I'm not millionaires. saying I'm not saying that we had black businesses. I'm talking about that we had black industry, black industry. Like the railroads. The beginning. I'm looking at the railroads. I'm looking at the major dollars that people bringing in right now. You feel what I'm saying? Like we, yeah, we Black have, Wall Street. Have, like, yeah, but what happened to Black Wall Street? Yeah, but regardless, we did it. We didn't start late. You know, so like, tell me how we didn't start late. I because want, we're um, declining right now. A lot of people think like Black businesses is the thing now. Like you understand that Black businesses at an all time low. Come, right. That means we're going down. So like we were, ha- we always had Black businesses, okay. and now Black businesses are fading right now. I right, so you know, so like, there was a peak. So you're saying there's a peak, right? Now, like I said, I'm, I'm going straight I'm up, saying, up, I'm, the, up the I'm history. I'm not saying there's a peak. I'm saying that we always had it. So, and now me, we're losing me, it. Let me put it like this, right? And it's not like we started with. In 1862, right, the Congress passed what they call a Homestead Act, right? This, this is a straight book. Y'all can read it. Y'all can do it. 1862, they passed a Homestead Act, right? They gave away over... 1.6 million, no, excuse me, 256 million acres of land to 1.6 million white people. Where did they get that land from? They took it. They took it by force. It's part of the expansion out west. So they gave away that land. You know how many black people received out of the 256 million acres of land, out of the 1.6 million white people that received land during that act? You know how many black families own that land? 6,000 families. 6,000 black people out of 1.6 million white people got land out that act. Now, I'm not saying that we ain't been hustling, we ain't been doing our thing. We great people, we come from a great legacy. You know what I'm saying? So I understand we've been doing our thing. But it's been disproportionate, especially in this country, because of the way it was built. It was founded off of violence. It was founded off of taking. 
stealing. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying, like, oh, no, we ain't been doing our thing. Nah, we've always been doing our thing. But when I say, oh, we've been held back, it's because we, ne- we didn't have the same opportunities for the, for the duration of the time that they did. So when we started building up, yeah, it was a little bit harder for us to put brick on brick. Now I'm saying we was you we was building up businesses, Black Wall Street. Yeah, we building up businesses, but then they why did why did they come in and bomb Black Wall Street? Why did they, they, they tear that down? Because they saw that the tail the scales was tipping. Black people were starting businesses and being successful. Then if you look at the history of it, in eighty crack was introduced into our neighborhoods, not by black people. You see what I'm saying? So they wanted us to kinda like to, to numb our our growth, to, to kinda slow our growth down. And then as we started are growing we've always been we've always been pioneers we've always been innovative but as we start growing there's been things that have been put in our community that's held us back you see what i'm saying so now you say that there's a decline now right but why is there a decline let's look at some of the things that happened throughout history you see what i'm saying so then if we, if we keep going right now what are we starting to do we starting to emulate the same system that american has we started to emulate their system, capitalism. See, we don't know anything outside of capitalism. So as we start to build up our culture, start building up our businesses, we start to emulate the same cultures of the people that had us, I'ma say oppressed, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really sure how you feel about it, but I'ma say we were oppressed at for a certain point in time. And now oppression is not a genocide, you see what I'm saying? Oppression is not genocide. Oppression is being held down, you was held back, you know what I'm saying? Be, through legislation, through law, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, going. nah, so just going forward, keep going. Just go. Alright, so this American system, and when I say yo, okay, we were building, but were we building for ourselves? When I say we were building industries, like we might have businesses, you know what I'm saying? Businesses is only feeding into a capitalistic system. We want to make the same money they making. I'm not talking about businesses. I'm talking about industry, railroad industry that was built off the backs of who? You see what I'm saying? When we talk about uh, the, the different metal metal industries, uh, let's see, railroads, transportation. Um, you know, different hotel lodging, um, land development. Uh, why? There's no, there's no, like, there's no coincidence that you have a concentrated area of black people in a small amount of place. But then you go out to some of these large lands, or right? even if you go out west, the, the acres, people that live on acres, people that have different, you know what I'm saying, two and three houses. Like, these people have been developing land for them and themselves for a long period of time. And we haven't had the opportunity to develop industry. We haven't, we don't have an industry that's directly black. If you want to go back, Marcus Garvey was the first one that introduced, like, black industry. He had a, a ship, he had a ship, a cargo ship. Where he was going to be bringing, bringing goods, import, export in the, into this country that specifically represented the needs of black people. He had newspapers that specifically spoke to the needs of black people. So when we talk about industry, mass media, you know how I many families own production companies? Like, now I'm, I'm not talking about like, oh, you got a production house, you could film it. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about mass, mass production. The Warner, Universal, uh, t- uh, Tom Warner, Universal, Viacom, things like that. These are industries. There's only six families in America that own industries for mass production, for mass communications, rather and none of them are black. So then when you turn on the channel, you could have 3,000 different channels on your TV, but they all coming from one of those six production houses. So when you want to get a movie, if I wanted to go and create a movie, in order for me to get that on a big screen, I got to go through a production house. I got to go through Universal. I got to go through Time Warner. I got to go through these different people. Huh. Now, who's owning these industries? Now, if we don't have the same, if we don't have the same capability of industry to get out a mass message like that, Every single message you have is gonna have a slant to it. 
Why is it so hard to have? See, my thing, I'm, I'm, I'm looking back and I'm stepping back and looking at culture. Some of the major black movies, some of the major black films that made it big time, 12 Years a Slave, uh, the, the Help, they have black people positioned in a position of servitude. You see what I'm saying? When's the last time? Or you have the, uh, what's the, Red, Red Wings, I think it was called Red Wings. They, had the, they did a movie about the, the Tuskegee Airmen. Some of these people, they did movies about black culture, about, about like, black people, but they were funded through white houses, white, uh, white production houses. So I'm saying, we, don't, we, not, we didn't have the chance to build out the industry that we needed so that we can replace on. My thing is, if you look around, right, and you can connect it to how black people kind of treat it right now, we don't have any type of diplomatic backing. See, the Jewish community, the Irish community, the Chinese community, they have diplomatic backing overseas. All of that shit is money. You see what I'm saying? They have somebody coming in, be like, yo, you're a diplomat. They represent us. You're here in America, but you represent our country. We don't have that. So we've never been able to be able to create import-exports. You know what I'm saying? So when we go in, we got to go in. If you go get all your goods, say we wanted to start a business. Say I wanted to go start a grocery store. I got to go to a production house. I got to go to the farmers. I got to go to agriculture. But who owns these agricultures? You know what I'm saying? These houses that's paying for the commercial farming. Yeah. When people start buying these big... Um, these big uh, tractor trailers to start to de- develop land so that they can grow fruit and then collect the fruit so they can sell them to Walmart so the Walmart can sell it to us. How many black people touching that money? You right. know what I'm saying? We can have black business, but in order to be rep- like represented, e- like ha- not even equally, represented as we should be in this country and across the world, we gotta have industry. And we didn't have the we didn't have the ability, the capability to be represented in the in the wider wider spectrum of industry. Right. So what I'm hearing is, um, you know, I'm hearing a very traditional, you know, very traditional, traditional, it's it's traditional conscience, um, traditional conscience or Afro, African American, you know, traditional conscience, African American centered argument Mm -hmm. where we are unaware of how much we've been oppressed in history how much it still causes us right now to lack, right? You know, like, it's that oppression in history has followed us and crept up on us and is literally with us today. I'm hearing that. You know, like, our oppressive history hasn't gone anywhere. Look, it's still happening today. That's like a traditional, you know, not traditional like anybody can say that, but someone who's quote-unquote woke or conscious and understands African and American history can say. Um, now, but I would say would, you know, like, to counter that would be, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and you know, one thing I want to say to people, it's like, it's, it's more about, especially for me, right? Yeah. I tell you, my father was a history teacher, right? So for me, it's not even about African-American history. It's not, because we could, we could go and learn about Malcolm X. We could go about, learn about, you know, Martin Luther King. We even go a lot to learn about W.E. Du Bois, Frederick Douglass, things like that. But we got to talk about American history. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly American history. And then even going to world U.S. history. So, like... But what about African history? I was about to go there. I was about to go there. Because right? I feel like that is the... Uh, so I want I want to put you on game. That is, right? that is the the that's the code right there. That's Quick. the code to get you out of the. I guess always oppressed monster. Nah, yeah, but I right, so back. Right, and this is crazy that you speak this because I was actually just like reading about this not too long ago. So quick African history, right? right. In the late eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds, they divided up 
Africa, seven different European nations went and grabbed all the resources out of Africa. Belgium to be number one, King Leopold II. He's responsible for the greatest massacre, the greatest genocide in world history. We don't learn about that. We learn about Hitler, what he did to the Jews. We even learn about slavery. And what was the name of this? This um, King Leopold II. What was the name of this meeting? Congo. He was, a, he was the leader of the What was the name of this meeting that all of these people came together and did this? The, it wasn't even a meeting. It wasn't even a meeting. Africa was divided. How? Africa was divided. They didn't have a unified nigga. Who, who decided to divide it? Well, the first person, I don't know, nah, it wasn't about who decided to divide it, but the way, see, Africa has a different tradition, right? So here we're individualists, right? And Africa, it was collectivism. So Africa, they had small groups, tribes, right? They had different boundaries and things like that, but they didn't have a unified leader. So when the Europeans came over, Belgium, just to name one, there was a push for uh, rubber, right? This is around 1800s when they started getting building up cars and building up bikes. So what, what Belgium did is, there's only a few places in the world where rubber, the material that's needed to grow, to create and manufacture rubber, there's only a few places in the world. One of them is the Republic of Congo, and that's what we call it now, the Republic of Congo. But it wasn't always that. So what Belgium, did, what Belgium did was go in there, and they literally forced their way into, into the Congo and made everybody in there start harvesting forced labor, harvesting the rubber that grew in Africa and in the Congo. Now from that, 10 million, they call them Congolese people, 10 million Congolese people were murdered, were forced into slavery. It was a big thing about cutting their hands off. There's pictures, there's, there's stories about it. They used to cut their hands off if they didn't meet their daily quota. And this ain't even slavery. See, modern, like when we know slavery, we're talking about whips and, and all these things from, and forced labor. And kind of, they even cut their hands off if you didn't meet your daily quota. Over 10 million Congolese people died by the records. You know what I'm saying? So when you talk about the world economy, we're not we're just talking about, again, we're not talking about just black owned businesses on the world stage. They went in there and they took 10 million Congolese people. 10 million people. Now that's Belgium. Then you have uh, places like Italy. Italy went in there and took over Haile uh, Selassie, Ethiopia. They went in there. Now, they had, they, what they did, the reason why they were able to do this is because they were more industrial, they were progressing more industrially. So they had, like, guns, they had maximum guns, they had, uh, like, actual artillery, where we, where they, they, you know, they didn't really have the guns to match power for power. So these European nations went into Africa, and they divided up amongst themselves. They said, yo, well, Italy, you're going to take this. Belgium, you're going to take this. Germany, you're going to take this. Um, Dutch, the Dutch took that. Right. There's a reason why I so we're gonna die more in the history. The whole uh, we, you everybody seen the movie Hotel Rwanda, right? So Hotel Rwanda was about the the, the uh, civil war between not even civil war you know you could call it civil war but it was between the Hutus and the Tutsis, right? The Hutus and the Tutsis went out, went out of a war where they almost killed off all the Hutus, right? And it was because uh, who was it? Was it was it Italy? I think it was nah it wasn't Italy. It might have been the Dutch. Might have been Dutch. Fact check me on that. But what they did is they said, "Yo, the Hutus, you're you're less. I mean, you you have fatter noses. You have darker skin. You're less than the Tutsis, right? So the Tutsis took that and ran with it. So then they picked their own people against each other by labeling, "Yo, you're a Tutsi. So guess what? You're better than them. You're more connected to our royalty. You're more civilized than the Hutus. And because they fed that idea into them, the Tutsis went around murdering Hutus just for that simple fact. So then you start to talk about, all right, well." We already created war here. 
Then let's fast, let's 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 flip it over to America. What was happening in America in the same late 1800s? Late 1800s in America, this was right after. Uh, this is right after they ended. They abolished slavery. This is Jim Crow era, separate but equal. You know what I'm saying? So now you have people divided. You don't know, you don't know your connection to the to the homeland. And then even in your homeland, they put in war against each other. Why? Because Europe had more guns. They had more more. They were quote unquote more developed than Africans were. And it wasn't that they were more developed, they just had a different way of looking at life. You see what I'm saying? Europeans, that Western civilization, they have a different way of looking at life. And there is differences, there are concrete differences between the development and the DNA of Europeans versus uh, Africans versus the Orientals and Asian things like that. There's definitely like, there's differences how they see the world. So they saw it as, yo, you're not civilized. If you're not civilized, then guess what? I could go over there and make you civilized. You see what I'm saying? So once they did that whole make you civilized, okay. they, they taught them, you know, what they wanted. Now, did a, a quote, you know what I'm saying? You can't learn from the people that's impressing you. So they taught them what they wanted them to know. And one of the things that they taught them, uh, okay, you're, you're good because, you know, for whatever reasons, I'll say that, you know, you have a slender nose or you have lighter skin or fairer skin. But these people over here, they're beasts, like they're, they're uncivilized. So you automatically, just over the strength of that, you, de you deserve this and they don't deserve it. So they pit us against each other. And that created too much, dis like, too much conflict, too much conflict amongst ourselves. Yeah. And the thing is, it travels, like, you know what I'm saying? Oppression, so that, that shit travels. So it, so it sounds like you're saying is that specific, um, that specific, like, system of oppression it's being repeated over and over right now. And some people are falling prey to it. Which is why we out here, which is why the ones, which is why the ones that are out here hurting each other, harming ourselves, and stuff like that are doing it because of the history of oppression. Now, what I want to say to back this up is, you're right. <laughs> and the reason I say you're that is, right. yeah, you're right. The reason I say that is because you're right. But what do you want to be? as poetics. What do you want to be? Do you want to be a part of that story? What do you, what do you see yourself in 10 years? Do you want to be, you, you know what I'm saying? If you had the chance to be, like, would you have the chance to be Jay-Z, would you want to be Jay-Z? Nah. If you had the chance to be. <laughs> I want to be, all right, here you go. My name is Ketter Crosby. In 15 years from now, I'm going to be Ketter Crosby. Today, I'm Ketter Crosby. Not necessarily be the actual no, person, but, it, but if you had the chance to, be a, you know, multi-millionaire. Would you want to be a multi-millionaire working in big, working and having a big impact on the people that know you? Just right. like how you felt like this guy's album could touch you. Right. You could be making $700 million a year, making music that people are like, yo, that poetic shit had me. Yeah, I'm like, would you not, would that not be? Nah, like, like that wouldn't be okay with you? A goal, I mean, it would be okay to be a millionaire. I mean, I'm sure it would be okay, but that's not my goal, to be honest with you. My goal is not to make a bunch of money. Like, if I wanted to make a bunch of money, I wouldn't be a spoken word artist, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, just me, who I am, my goal is never to just, oh, let's just go out getting money. I see the fault in that, you feel what I'm saying? Why would you see fault in making money? Because, like, if, you, if you'll if you do anything for money, then all you got to do is be bribed with the right amount, and it'll change your positioning. That's, Why do you, that's a perspective. So, I mean, um, I mean that, right, that's, that's definitely perspective. a perspective because there are people like Tim Sykes, you can look him up, who made... Hundreds of millions of dollars, right. but only has a few million because oh, he gives away. Okay. I, I get what you're saying. I he makes you're money saying. to give. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're He's saying. He's not trying so, to 
He's not trying to live on the beach somewhere. He's literally yeah. just like, yo, I just want to see how much I can give every year. I got you. I, so I understand like, the question. I feel like that's your perspective. So, like, you know, we have that perspective of having a lot of money. is, is oh, nah, like, you could, you I, know, like, I don't yeah, want to be okay. just chasing money. It's I like, but what if you could just go to certain places and build schools? That's right, what Tim right, Sykes right. is doing. He's figuring out how many schools he could build. I get what you're How saying. many people he could feed. Tony Robbins got a book out right now called Unshakable, and it's, and every sell, none of it goes to his pockets. He's feeding 500 families every time he sells a certain amount of books. So it's like, none of my, none of, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I so get you. I get you. Money is, you know what I'm saying? So like, if you could be a millionaire, right. but you're giving away 400000 a so, year, what's, what you, what you so, like? So let me, let me try to switch that you know up. Saying? Like, you're more my, like how many people I can feed while I'm getting money. Right. How many, how many of my family members I could help get, you know, get and jobs, right. you know, working for my company instead of working, struggling, working three jobs. Like, I, so like, I feel like it's a perspective thing, right. you know. So like, if you, you could be 15 years from now, right, right, right. Keter getting millions of dollars, <laughs> but you got your family behind you also eating, would that be a problem? I mean, nah, it wouldn't be a problem. But in terms of a goal, a goal of mine, and I, 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 I understand the question a little bit better now. So my goal would to be to educate and develop. Now, in the midst of that, if I become a millionaire, that's great. That's that's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? But the goal is to educate and develop. See, my thing is, and I, yeah, I might be a little weird for this, but we all got to go sometime. You feel me? We all got to die. That's just how this life has worked out. And when I get, when I die, that money, that like physical money, that fiat paper, that ain't going to be worth nothing. And if you're bugging, if and, you think the money ain't going to be worth nothing, that's, no, no, that's pee, another pee, 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 pee. perspective. I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm about to break it down for you. Things go will and trust the, the American dollar. No, I'm, yeah, but nah, I'm not talking about wealth. Wealth is different. You feel me? I'm talking about fiat paper. You know what I'm saying? Wealth is different from money. Wealth is is assets. Wealth is oh I I, I own a school. I own industry. You I have own a bank account with money you know in it. And you want to leave it to a certain person uh, but I, or a I, certain group of people. Like right. That, okay. I give money is still gonna be worth something. But what I would rather leave to what I would rather leave to people is the understanding and education that's gonna be able to travel past and longer than the money. See what I'm saying? So if I if I was able to so do you, so influence my brothers and sisters, the education right of the the African American or Africans, you know, because I mentioned Africa, I went to how Africa was also oppressed. Do you think the African American and African oppression, the education around that, is beneficial to the people? If we, if we understood exactly how capitalism works, yeah. See, the thing about it is. What's more important than having money is knowing how money works. You see what I'm saying? Because the reason, like, not to, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't ever want to speak no, no hate whatever, but white people, and what they understand is not money. What they understand is how money works. You touched there earlier before, stocks, bonds. See, when you have stocks and stuff like that, you don't have just money. $100 is $100 in your pocket. You spend it and go away. But if you own something, that's going to keep on giving you residuals. You own something that can keep on paying you. That's wealth. You see what I'm saying? So if I told somebody, if there's, there's rappers and stuff like that, they have a lot of money. But do you have wealth? That's why you see a lot of these athletes, or not, not so much anymore, but athletes and musicians and stuff like that, after their time is done, they go broke. 
You know what I'm saying? And these athletes end up broke out because what they had was money. But what, what's important is how money works. How do I invest my money? How do I invest my my uh, my any type of you know physical paper? Am I building schools? Am I building businesses that's going to keep resilient? Earlier today, I was at a Magic Johnson theater. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because not because Magic Johnson has money in his pocket where he can go out and spend and buy whatever he does, but he built up enough businesses that's going to keep kicking back and keep kicking back. Now, my thing is, in order to influence a culture, and in order to build, because my thing, like, I don't want what I wouldn't, wouldn't want to see is that the growth of African Americans or black culture to kind of emulate the same thing as European culture, because that's not our culture. They live by a whole different creed, you see what I'm saying, which allowed them to do some of the unthinkable atrocities. Because, yo, when King Leopold went into Congolese, the Congo, he was fueled because he knew that he would make money. He would knew he would, he would make money and he would put Belgium on the map as one of the richest people because if you wanted to build like if you wanted to develop rubber you would have to import export rubber from Belgium. He's like, yo, if I go in there and take this rubber, make the tires and then sell them to America, who's making all these cars and bikes now? Guess what? They gonna keep paying me, keep paying me. That's that's wealth. You see what I'm saying? Not just having money in his pocket. So if I was to be able to go and like, teach you how money works, that's something like it's like yo, I could give you a fish. But if I can teach you how to fish, you're going to go longer. You know what I'm saying? But how can you teach people how money works if you're not out there getting money? All right. I mean, <laughs> if I'm not out there getting money. Nah, but you know what's more important than money? Knowledge. You I, mean, I, I, I mean, from I, actually, from my perspective, I knowledge know. is more important than money. In today's economy, maybe not. Maybe you can't go out and buy pairs. I don't, with, I don't, with, I don't with, know if you can even equate knowledge and money. Like, I don't, why not? I don't know. Like I just don't know. Like I'm, I'm gonna say yes, you can. Okay. I'm not even gonna be like you. Yeah, like you can compare them. I don't, I don't know okay. if that even like, if that so, is even like from my perspective. You know what I'm saying? From like my understanding. I, 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 so like, check this out. You know, like, <laughs> you know, knowledge is great. We need knowledge. We need to know what's up. Right. Money is a tool. Let me ask you something, right? How do you pull you give? All right, go ahead. Money, keep the hold. Make sure you remember that question. Money is a tool. Mm-hmm. You know, like something you use right. to create something else. You know, so I can use money out of my pocket to create a meal right now. Mm-hmm. Like in a cafe, I might have to use this tool. To get right. some, but do you, need money, do you need money to get a meal? And some fries. In this cafe, yes. Because they need money to keep this cafe going. Right. So money is very important in this society. It's a tool. Mm. It's like, you. I don't care if like you know how to bang your hand, bang a nail with your hand. Like The t- hammer would help you much more efficiently right. when, when you're building something. If you are doing something that, you know, maybe you got a thumbtack and the, and the thumbtack could work just like a nail, right. then you good. Then you can use your hands. So in certain times, right. you could create a meal, cook it like a thumbtack, use your hands, or you could use money when you're out at a restaurant and it's a tool. Right. You know, so like your hands versus a tool, your knowledge. Right. It's like your hands, things you can do on your own. Tools like money are things that can assist you mm-hmm. at doing things. That And also, what I feel like money is so good with the thing about money is it's able to feed other people. 
it goes back to if you had a million, if you could be multi-millionaire, like Tim Sykes and give away, we, we building schools around the world. If you could build schools and you said you want to develop and, and educate, if you could, if money could help you out, why not allow it to? Right. You know, so like, we can allow money to be used as a tool and mm-hmm. knowledge to be like our embodiment, you feel me? Which allows us to use the tools in the most effective way. And knowledge to me, this is what I wanted to say from the beginning. Knowledge to me is like, it's like, um, you know, it's like choice. Mm. You know, knowledge is like choice. But too often, mm-hmm. very too often, we know what to do but make the opposite choice. Mm. Fat person knows the Skittles, Starburst, <laughs> and cheeseburgers and fries right. and milkshakes and eating out is fast food is not good. They know that. You can't tell me they don't know. They ain't gonna be like, oh, Skittles ain't good for you. No, I get you. No, I thought they had vitamins in it. Like, no. Right. We know. But what is it that's making us choose the opposite? Discipline and habits, our habits and our discipline. So you can talk all of that knowledge stuff, but what habits are in place. How we discipline in this world, I feel like, is arguably more important than knowledge. Not necessarily more important, but if if we're not disciplined, and what we know, then it doesn't matter what you know. If you're not putting, you know, like people say knowledge is power. That is like the smart thing to say. The wise thing to say is applied knowledge is power. I understand that. And, and that shit is even like too cliche. Yeah. I would go more habitual knowledge mm. is power. I get you. You can apply something one time, it don't mean shit. You know, like if you just, you know, you. You know how somebody be like, you know, like, I smoke weed, or, you know, I drink. I like to drink a lot. I like to smoke weed every day. But then they don't smoke weed for two days, and be like, I ain't smoke weed in a minute. <laughs> because, right. you know, and then they be like, I took, they, they took a few days off. I ain't drinking a minute. They took a few days off, and then it's like, they back to the habit. Right. You feel me? So, the that is the knowledge. Mm-hmm. The habit is the knowledge. I get you. I get so, you. like... I feel like habit is is habit and discipline, you know, yeah. is what we need to be like teaching, you know, educating people on and developing people on. Not necessarily history or mm-hmm. instances. We can talk about that too. Mm-hmm. And another thing I want to say, and hopefully you remember your question. Another thing I want to say is um. And I just I wrote a book called The Mouth Book, not to be egotistical, but I wrote a book called The Mouth Book. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, I, I got. A, you know what I'm saying I wrote a book called The Mouth Book. Right. And mouth is the acronym for Message of Uplift to Heal. M O U T H. Message of Uplift to Heal. That's all that should be coming out of my mouth. All that should be coming out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the story, the narrative of where African Americans have been oppressed is putting ourselves down. Mm-hmm. And when we continue to tell that story, we don't. 
receive anything different. Like mm-hmm. we're going to relive it the long as long as we tell it. Mm-hmm. But if we tell it different story, we become a different story. I feel like your mouth is your book and you allow people to read you mm-hmm. through the story you tell it. You know, you allow people to read your life. So like people who is watching this or listening to this might be worried about poetic. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's the story he's telling, the history he's telling about his people can kind of make us worried about his future. Like, is he going to be oppressed? Is something going to happen to him? Mm-hmm. You know, is his family going to You know, like, we want to hear, personally, like, I feel like we want to hear, you know, like, we as a people want to hear, even though we don't know it. We want to hear us share uplifting stories. Like Negro spirituals. Like, yeah, I, I guess, like, so, me go spiritual. So, I mean, like, just a, just a but just, that. but just, <laughs> the psychology alchemy, of alchemy, 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 right? I feel like we need alchemy, you know, what alchemy is, right? Maybe you could take sand Something and create another sand material, turn it into gold. Like, take that story, don't lose right. it. It's not like don't tell us, nobody want to hear it, but how can you make that like grand or right. how can you make that more victorious? How can you make that like, like. How can we make that into something that we can apply mm-hmm. today and a positive habit to create something out of nothing or to create something out of what we have, the little that we have right now, instead of it just being a story, you know, of, of instead of just being his, his, historical dates and events that happen. I think you were talking about the Berlin Conference um, is what you were talking about. It's what I think you were talking about. Mm. The Berlin Conference yeah. is when they that's, came together and divided up. Yeah, I, that's why I'm like, are you sure this wasn't like a meeting? You know, came together and they were strategical, you know. So um, when they split up Africa, but um, like this, that story, like during the same time we had, you know, so many of us who were wealthy, right. so many of us who were literally who were wealthy. It wasn't like oh everyone we're all just fucked up like. So many of us who were wealthy, so many of us who were, who, like just straight up, like so many of us who were wealthy, so many of us who were still creating positive stories, so many of us who weren't oppressed, so many of us who literally slipped through and, and created. Like we, and throughout history, we have so much examples of, of black wealth and people, individuals and families, and even today, you know, and that's one thing I heard you say today was, um, like we never had the opportunity, and like you know, that's why I'm like I don't want to, I don't, I wouldn't say stuff like that. We never had the opportunity, and we still don't have the opportunity. There's no black places that we can, you know, somebody growing fruit, selling to Walmart, and black people ain't touching that money. I'm like, no, that we are. Mm. Like you know, and it's just that we're not sharing that. It's not shared enough, which is why you're telling this narrative because you don't know. You know, so to go back to knowledge, you don't know, it's not, it's not habit to share that there's black farms out here. Right. There's nobody talking about the black farm, but there are so many black farms, even in New York. Yeah. There's black farms in the South, there's black farms. What's the state? In, what's that, what's the, what's so the why, state? So why don't you think that, that like, why, why do you think it's not being shared? Like, that information. Why do I think it's yeah. not being shared? Like, on a mass scale, like, why is it not known or, or unknown to me and, and others? Because of habit, we have the habit of telling you that story of being oppressed. What what kind of develops our habit? The uh, no, what what develops the habit is the would you say a a, a discipline, you know, like a a, a, 
disciplined choice. We continue to make the same choices and over and over, and it becomes, it becomes remembered. Like right. it becomes, it becomes, it becomes like of GP. Like I'm trying to think of the word. It becomes like natural to, to 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 do this and we're not even thinking about it you know like you're not thinking about like um you know like you're not like you're not gonna make the choice to not take a piss or take a shit today like it's it's automatic you gotta do it you're gonna get it out like you can't just hold it forever like you gotta get it out you feel me so like i feel like that is it like we're just like not we're not like would you say consciously making the choice to share this? It's just it's just been passed down, and we're continuously passing it down. But when we be able to pass down a different narrative, we're gonna be able to live a different narrative. You feel me? So like, I'm not gonna pass down a narrative. We never had a choice, and we're late, and and we're and we're behind, and we don't have this, and we're impoverished, and we're in poverty. Because like, bro, I grew up in Brownsville projects. I know that we're. People in my community are impoverished. Like I know that, you know. Like I'm, bruh. Anything I lived in the projects my whole life. So like I know what it is. But what I want to do is share a different story. Okay. I want to share that story in a alchemist, alchemistic way. Right. I get you. I, I want to turn that project boy <laughs> into mansion boy glory. I want to come out victorious. I don't want to hold on to my people who are impoverished and never had a chance. When I know there are people who have a chance and are not impoverished, and all we have to do is share that. Mm -hmm. And it takes overcoming a habit by creating a new habit. Mm -hmm. So this conversation is the spark that can make me realize how much I need to share this positive story more and I can be a part of the reason why it will one day be told that victorious story mm-hmm. and hopefully you know by faith you mentioned faith hopefully by faith it can spark something in you that can create a, 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 story. a snowball of you sharing you know like don't like alchemizing your story it's real all of all of our history of oppression is real as African and as Americans and as and as Caribbeans and as and Australians and right. you know the the, the 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 Aboriginal Asians all like we we know what it is. So Aboriginal you know Aboriginal everywhere like the whole the whole entire earth. We know what we know what we went through, but how can we optimize it? Like, how can we, and what I feel like personally, before you go, the code, the code, because you mentioned something about mass media, and how we don't have that too. And I'm like, I, the code right now, the thing that disrupts that, the thing that is like the cheat code, the glitch, mm-hmm. is the internet. Right. Our ancestors ain't have internet. You guys know, we got, <laughs> we got a glitch right here right. in this right here. Come on. I see you. We I got see a glitch you. that kind of makes that kind of makes the 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 kind of makes things equal mm-hmm. once we realize it. Right. And like we we like oh these dudes up here got all of this. Da-da-da-da. We ain't got no saying and then the internet is like right. hold on regardless of the fact that they take stuff down, they, you know, like, regardless, 
yeah. of the, the, the opposition and how they could come and alter things on the internet. This is a glitch. I guess you know this guess is you. this is still developing. This is brand new. Mm-hmm. This is still developing. You. you know, so like, I feel like I'm glad we had this conversation because I was just talking about this. I was talking about I'm uh, I'm hot right now. I'm on a week. I'm on a week of having these conversations where habit beats knowledge. Ass. It's like we was talking about that all the day, right? You feel me? Habit beats knowledge up. Because it's like, I don't care what you know. I don't care if you graduated magna right, cum laude. Right. What about your habits? Right. I don't care if you if, know if A, B, you, and C. What, how are you disciplined? I would like to answer that. Yeah. And I, I agree. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um, one thing, I, one question I did have for you, uh, I was, what creates our habits? So there's two things that I think create our habits. Our way of life and our worldview, right? So your, your habits are a reflection of what? Either your ambitions, either your understanding, uh, your knowledge, your wisdom. Uh, am I? Okay, you go ahead. I'm going to understand exactly where you're going. Cool. So one of the things I mentioned earlier is the one thing I did not want us to our people to do was kind of fall in line with what we see as Western culture and Western civilization. A lot of our habits are reflective of a worldview that is not a, a, a worldview that reflects our history, our, our ancestry, our heritage. So when you ask me about, uh, you say, oh, why am I talking about uh, the past? We already know we've been oppressed. A lot of, but the thing is, a lot of us don't have a, 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 a full conversation. So part of it is that we were, we were oppressing. I understand that. But what I want, when I start to speak about it, I want people to understand exactly what happened and why we were oppressed. What were the things that happened that caused our people to come to this state of uh, a period of time of oppression? So there were things that were done. And it was done because there was a certain worldview, a worldview that was pushed on us. Now, when we say the difference between American culture, American society, they have a worldview, right? Now, some of the one of the things that I've actually talked about, uh, shameless plug here, is just, I have a YouTube series called God Growth Over Development, and one of the things is that some of the fundamental core values that built this American culture, European culture, were ideas like individualism, democracy, capitalism, things like that. Now, when we are being taught capitalism, when we're being taught about the Industrial Revolution, when we taught about these things, we have a certain worldview, we have a certain idea about how things are supposed to be. These things that these understanding about how things are ran contribute to our habits. So when someone has bad spending habits, right? If I had a bad spending habit, why? Because I might value material, right? Why do you go buy it? Why does someone, instead of taking money and investing it, why do they go and instead buy, you know, a flashy watch or a flashy car because of their spending habits, right? I'm, these, these are assumptions I'm making, right? That, that I, I believe that you kind of agree with, right? So when you have these spending habits and these bad habits, whether it be uh, nutrition habits, well, why do we have these habits of eating? Why do we eat traditionally? Why do we have soul food at these different, well, I'm, I come from a different background, so Thanksgiving, uh, you know, my aunt cooked, you know. The regular thing. Regular thing. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So why do we have these, these eating habits? Well, if we go back in time and back in history further enough, we understand exactly what we ate originally. What were the things that fed our bodies? Now, if you, you, I'm sure you know Dr. Seavey, 
Dr. Sam. He's, he's been documented saying, quoted or saying that the things that we're eating here, we aren't supposed to be eating. These aren't a part of our traditional diet, right? So then we have periods of time where we went through slavery. And Jay-Z had it on his line. He's like, yo, when we were slaves, they gave us the leftovers. They gave us the chitlins. They gave us the pork. They gave us these things. So over time, those developed into habits. We were given a certain given food, right, from some point, and those developed our eating habits. Then we don't have enough representation in some of these different, I mean, there's a lot of different, right now we have the internet, but before that we had different people, different, uh, you know, different commercials influencing, influencing our choices. Hey brother, how you doing? How you doing, brother? I'm in. So we had different people influence our choices. And then over time, those developed into habits. So now when you have someone who has a bad eating habit, you gotta trace back to where that habit came from and what did what knowledge they had or what did they learn that created that habit. So if we go back, and I don't mean to speak about our past, I know it's a painful past when we start talking about oppression and slavery like that, but it's not to be like, yeah, we were down, we were beaten down, we were beaten trodden. But I'm saying, this isn't us. This, this is where it started. This is where some of the things that we, we, we've grown to be, this is where it started. And this is why we have some of these habits we have now. Because we were taught that capitalism and free market economy is, is how we develop money. But we, we, we've seen, and I'll say from on a grand scale, we've seen different, uh, you know, whether it be uh, banking, Federal Reserve, anything, we've seen the exchange of money. And now, earlier, I wanted to say it before, I don't want to cut you off. All money is is an exchange system. You see what I'm saying? An exchange system. You have something, I have something. We used to barter. You know what I'm saying? You needed something, you needed uh, bread. You know what I'm saying? I have, you have bread. I got spices. Well, let's trade. Trade, that's all it was. And then there became a system of value. You know what I'm saying? Money was given value. So then we started using that for exchange. But that's all money is. It's a medium of exchange. But when do we develop the habit of using money? We have to go back in time. We have to go back to the past to see where money became an issue because Africa had natural resources. That's what made Africa so rich. That's why they had the Berlin Conference. Not because Africa had money growing off the trees, not literally speaking, because they were able to utilize the resources that they had and create a, a profit off of it. Now, my, and I actually I said, yo, do you need money to eat? No, you don't need money to eat. You don't need, I, don't, I can't go and put a dollar in the ground and up comes fruit. No, fruit comes up. I go and I take the fruit and I cut that fruit up and I give it to you and I eat and we are fed. That's it. Now, we, now once we started developing this capitalism system, once we started developing marketplaces, once we started developing things like that, those, then we started needing money because we need the value of exchange. But that's not our system. That has never been our system. When we started, when if you go back to our people, we were trading. You know what I'm saying? When you talk about the Moors, when you talk about the people of Kemet, when you talk about people of the Nile Valley, they were able to harvest resources and exchange them to other to other tribes, to other villages, and that was a system of exchange. Now, I'm not saying we got to go back to that original thing, but you got to understand where money came involved. Money came involved because there were certain people that didn't have access to the resources that we had. You know what I'm saying? So they developed a medium of exchange. Now, I say this is to go back in time, the reason why I say knowledge is so important because our understanding, our wisdom, develops our habits. So if I can teach you about, you know, why, I, if someone can't come up to me and arbitrarily tell me, yo, don't do this, that's a bad habit, I look at them like, why? Why? Like you said earlier, there's a place, there's a place for everything. Why is this a bad habit? Okay, but 
smoking cigarettes, a bad habit, right? I've even smoked cigarettes, you know what I'm saying? It's a bad habit. But if I had the understanding of what it does to me, if I had the knowledge of what it does to me, if I had the knowledge of where it came from, why it had been, been produced, what was the purpose of it, you see what I'm saying? The tobacco industry was a lucrative industry, which is why the drug and drug which is why it grew so much because it was a it was a resource they, they took it then they wanted to make it they wanted to make it more addicting so they added, added uh, addictive substances to it right but that's the knowledge part the wisdom part is how much of my how much of my of what I put in my body affects my my reality if I eat something that's that's bad for me if I smoke something that bad for me it's gonna give me a negative outlook on the things I see outside. It's gonna change my personality. It's gonna change about how I feel about things. I'm gonna be aggy if I've been eating junk food and, and, and fried food all day long. So my habit is eating junk food. Yeah, someone could tell me, yo, don't eat that chicken wing, eat this apple. I'd be like, all right, maybe that's a bad habit. I'll eat the apple, one, two, but I'm back to this. But when I have an understanding of a knowledge of exactly why there's a difference between eating an apple and anything, that will develop a better habit if there's an understanding behind it. So I think, I think you're right. Once again, you're right. But I kind of think you, on this one, you're partly right. Now I'm like seeing you say things, but I'm like, like when it comes to go or food real quick, you don't have to know the beginning of, you don't have to know how we used to eat and commit to, to understand why you should eat you right now. You don't have to. I think it's a good idea to it's understand. A good idea. Where, where but you don't have to. Run. You don't have to. You know, you don't have to. You might need. To, you might need to know how your body. You know, like you know what I'm saying. Like, like you said, what goes in my body, either helps me or not. So, like, you, that's more important than knowing. You know, like how they ate in Kemet. You know, like how they ate in Kemet. How they how before. You know, like before the oppressors gave us. I think it reinforces it. If you understand the origin, of course it reinforces it, 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 but you don't have to. It's, it's, it's optional. You don't have it's to. like it's like, you know, because for me personally, I, I don't eat meat. I don't eat dairy. But it wasn't because of I learned how my ancestors ate. But why? Why don't? Why don't you? Because it's, that's why I said you're partly right. It's because I thought about what it's doing to my body. But I didn't have to go all the way back there. So you don't have to go all the way back to your ancestors being oppressed. To figure out how to not be oppressed right now. Actually, right, so let's go back 20 years. You don't have to go back nowhere. You just have to go right here in the moment and think about right now. Right. If you wanted to eat right now, right. can you eat without money? You say I that. I don't know what you're you, talking you about. You say that, right? But we're in a cafe. But you're not going to support the meat industry. The meat industry is still one of the biggest industries in and the world. And that's right now. Right. That's right now. That's right now. And that's what I'm talking about. So you might want to know about the meat industry right now, right. but you don't need to know about the meat industry a hundred years ago. I mean, and this is just you know, me. Like, it's you might me? get to learn that in, in due time, but right now, in this moment, right, right now, in this moment, you want to get something to eat, you yeah. need money right now. Okay. Right now. And then what happens when that changes? What happens? What's just right now? What are you talking about right now? So right now, you want to buy some jewelry, you need money. Yeah. Materialism has been real. I would, King Tut was buried with jewels in the tomb. Yeah. So you can't tell me, like, <laughs> like, he was also buried with a lot of other things too. But I'm just saying, like, so materialism is it's literally like I'm not hating on yeah, I'm everything not is right. I'm not and also when it comes about yeah, I'm not to people who, bad things. When it comes to a, a non African centered way of viewing life, it's mm -hmm. okay. Okay. It's it's okay that people who have African descent 
do not have an African-centered worldview, right. it's okay. Right. Religion is not an African-centered thing. Okay. Christianity, my thing Islam, is, but if we Hinduism, if we knew the influence, if, you, if we knew the influence that it okay. had, we would have a better understanding. But it's, no, but it's okay. It's okay to not know right. because. And this is okay to not know. Let me tell you why. Because you you mentioned like, and I'm not gonna say it's not, but you mentioned that your habits come from your worldview and right. your knowledge. I feel like your habits come from happiness or sadness. That's me. You're either doing something out of happiness or to strive for it. You're doing something out of sadness or to strive for it. Mm -hmm. Literally. So like, you go to fight. That's not out of happiness. You know, you go to strive for a goal. That's, you know, that's probably more out of happiness. Might be striving for it out of sadness too, but who knows? But the whole point is, I feel like our habits are driven by happiness or sadness. Because that's ultimately we want to be either happy or sad in life. Like ultimately that's what everyone wants. Mm -hmm. Happiness and sadness or... You know, we want to be loved or we're scared of something. You feel me? Happiness, sadness, love means scared. It's love and fear, but I'm, I'm going to go with happiness and sadness more general because love is like, how do you define it? Fear is like, how do you define it? But love, I mean, but happiness and sadness is what drives our habits. Is what I would say. We want to be happy or we don't want to be sad, you know? <laughs> or we want to be sad or we don't want to be sad. Literally, a lot of us want to be sad. Like, you know, you ever had a talk with somebody and they went through something and what's good, big bro? You know, they went through something and you try to be like, you don't got to feel like that. And they're just like not even letting you make them feel good, you know? And they want you to be sad with them. And they just sharing negative, you know? So like people want to be sad or want to be happy. And that's why I feel like the uh, this repeating certain histories is kind of keeping us sad. They're not allowing us to be happy. And we're realizing that we're still oppressed. So is that your only motivators in life is happiness and sadness? Not only, but I, think that's a, that's I feel like that's shallow, the core. That's a very, like, I feel like that's the core, it's a base. It's not shallow, it's core, it's base. It's the beginning and everything grows. So it's like, it's like, it's like the seed, son. So it's like, you can't grow a fruit without a seed. So like, you can't do nothing without striving for one of those things. So what makes and then everything happy? comes out of productivity, progression, Quindell. I'm happy when I'm progressive, when I'm productive, when I'm setting goals and it feels like I'm getting closer. And that's what I feel like is for all of us personally. And when we don't realize it, we don't realize like stagnant is sadness. When it's like, ah, so we we appease it, we 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 medicate it with, with materialism. We medicate it, you know, with just you know, we, we just try to like suppress it with buying something in a moment to give us a good spurt. We medicate it with drugs and liquor and you know, because you know, we medicate our sadness with drugs and liquor, and we fucking medicate our happiness with materialism and shit like that. So it's because we, we, we need that short circuit, immediate happiness. But I feel like personally, productivity and progression is happiness. So ultimately, when it comes to, to us knowing mm -hmm. about the past, I feel like personally, or just universally, what we need is to learn habits mm -hmm. that are productive in the moment. People who are not African, who have, people who are African, who have European worldviews, mm -hmm. I feel like that's very oxymoronic, that's mm -hmm. cliche. Really, because I feel like personally, like from what I, what I feel, what I've studied or what I know, is that Everything stems back 
to an African worldview anyway. Mm. Money stems back to our system of trading, mm-hmm. so it's still African. Religion stems back to ancient spirituality, so it's still African or you know, I don't mm. African is like one place, you know, but anyways, let's just we just because we we that's how far we can go back. So let's yeah. just go back. We you know what I'm saying? I don't even believe in that like African thingy. I feel like we're just deeper than that. I guess you. You know, because like we're like come on, like but we just go you know what I'm saying? Because we can go back to Africa as like, you know, black and we equate black to African, let's do that. So like everything stems back to us. So it's nothing. Money is not no European capitalism is not like we're giving we're giving European or the white man credit for like our things. Mm, I like I don't that. like come on, bro. You know it's like I don't I'm not giving them credit for money and, and capitalism and religion. That's all us. That's how I feel. It's all African centered <laughs> the seed of it. It goes back to the seed. Happiness and sadness, the seed of product the seed of everything we do. It's happiness and sadness. The seed of everything that everyone does in this world is African. I mean, I understand you. So, like, I can't just be like, oh, we're done. We're not. We, we, we're eating stuff that ain't good for us because of them. And it's like, no. And we're eating things that ain't good for us because we, we developed the habit of it. Because there are people right now, like me, who's not eating that type of thing. And it's not because I learned African ways of eating. I learned it. Uh, I learned later on, but the initial choice was because I saw my mom had cancer. Mm-hmm. Then, in the moment, in the now, I realized I don't. I need to change. Like it's, it's not um, African-centered eating, mom. Like this is the answer. It's like mom. This that was sparked with the immediate pain from seeing my mom's lymph nodes swollen like Baltimore in her neck, and aren't. Aunt Eva died from the same shit, right? Lymphoma cancer. That's my cousin. I will aunt die from the same shit. So it's like I don't got time for that shit. I guess it. It ain't got nothing to do with how my ancestors ate. But along the line, I learned that. So I feel like it's it's okay. It's okay for people like me who was believing in Jesus at the time. And now I don't. I don't believe in any type of religion. I still was able to change. You know? like, And I feel like the... If happiness, if you can be happy and believe in Jesus, then that is it. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, happiness, like, let people be happy. So, like, if Jesus is is not African-centered, but it makes people happy, if you could meditate, Mm -hmm. which is a good practice, if you could eat right, I know churches that are vegan in Brooklyn, literally, if you could eat right Mm -hmm. in church, if you could meditate and go to church, if you could say affirmations and go to church, if you could come here and start a black business, she's a Christian woman, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter if you, you, like, the fact that you could say that the, the, there are people who is African or African American who don't have the African worldview, that is a worldview mm-hmm. that might needs to be shifted and be like, we actually, everything, you know, like, it's still, everything is African worldview. So, like, the system that we speak of has a, it, there are ways I mean, to flow. And that's why I'm thinking about flow. This is what I'm learning. Like, there's ways to flow through it and not necessarily be so, so victimized by it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's not like, 
you know system isn't is built for us, and, um, it, and it's like duh. I'm, but I'm really you are you you can build yourself through what wasn't built for you. You right. know, like you can, you know, like Tupac wrote albums in jail. Like it wasn't meant for him to go in jail write an album, but he did it. It wasn't like they weren't like we're gonna put Pac in jail. He's gonna come out and have a platinum album. It's like no, he used time in jail to write albums. Same shit with Meek Mills did. You feel me? So like, it w- it's like we can. You, Malcolm X became Malcolm X because of jail. Yeah. A system that wasn't meant for him. It wasn't meant for anybody to be inside cages. Yeah. But 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 he went there and became out. Came out. He went in. Malcolm Little came out. Malcolm X, and then went after becoming Malcolm X in a system that wasn't for him. This goes back to this goes back to you. After becoming Malcolm X in a system that wasn't made for him, then he went back and learned his African history after the system that wasn't made for him sparked it. And when he learned his African history, then he changed his name again. You feel me? It was like now I'm El Ha El. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think there's a. I'm El. What's his name? El. Disconnect. You know what I'm saying? El Malik. I think there's a disconnect. So like. Uh, El Shabazz, I believe. El Malik Shabazz or something like that. Um, but the whole point El-Malik is, Shabazz. the whole point is, everything is right, and we can get, <laughs> we can get everything we want out of anything that's right. here. Now this system, right now, is what we need to focus on, utilize it to its to benefit our people the most. Mm-hmm. If in this capitalism system, we can make millions of dollars and open up schools around this world like Akon did and help supply lights in countries in Africa, then let's stop hating on it and talk about how we don't need money and start using it to benefit our people. Instead of saying, oh, it wasn't meant for us, we were always oppressed, it's like, there's gonna be people that's suffering. There's gonna be people that's not suffering. What story you wanna tell, which people you wanna be a part of, and how can you Use everything that we have in this moment to help the people that suffer, and how can you use everything that we have right now to help advance the people that's not, mm-hmm. help them continue going up and help rise these people. You feel me? Like, how can we use this system that we're in right now that wasn't made for us to make what we need for us? Okay. And like, that's what I feel the narrative, the alchemy of the story. Down the line of figuring out how we're going to use this system, we're going to learn about it ancient history. We're going to learn about Mansa Musa. Like, nobody talks about Mansa Musa. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, Mansa Musa. Richest man in history, right? But nobody mentions him when it's like, oh, before, you know, like, before we were being a wild we or before we were being oppressed, we weren't using money. And, like, bro, Mansa Musa used money and spread it around the world. He was, he's that example of making money and I'm going to give it away. Yeah. Making money, I don't have to be the rich. I don't have to be the rich guy. You know, I can. He gave. He gave more money than he had. So we can do that today. We don't speak about how we can repeat that history, but we speak too much about how we can repeat oppression, and we're repeating it right now. But it's Mansa Musas right now, right here, that are doing this. Black Mansa Musas making money and giving it away, and we're not talking about that enough. I might so, want to. I might want to start a, a black, a black. <laughs> if, if I can, if I can. I might want to. Yeah, I might so, want to start like a black. You black. You, you mentioned something before uh, about happiness Podcast. and sadness, and uh, and this is just me here, right? Keter, poetics, um, happiness and sadness, momentarily things, momentary things, right? Uh, you could be happy one moment, sad the next moment, depending on the circumstances. The reason why a lot of people don't dive into the history is because it strikes, it strikes, it strikes a chord with them. They are saddened by the history. They're saddened by the things that we've gone through, this oppression that we speak of. I'm not saddened by it. 
I'm not saddened by it. You know what I mean? Because I understand what what was done. What was done there. You see what I'm saying? So are so, you happy with it then? No, it's, it's not. It's not a matter. So just, I don't speak in. The, I don't no... speak in those spectrums. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Instead of happiness and sadness, what I speak on is truth and error. You see what I'm saying? So, and we could take it a little bit further. I want to start talking about the How human, do you feel about it? The human spirit, right? This is what I want to talk about, the human spirit. Like the actual human spirit. So there are certain things that develop the human spirit. There's certain things that develop. You see, we're connected to every living thing. The way the trees grow, the way the, the migration patterns of different animals, everything is connected. Now, the one thing that capitalism doesn't do, it gives you an understanding of the metaphysical. It doesn't give you an understanding of spiritual. What it does, it places the importance on the physical reality, the physical access of money. Instead of the, the distribution of resources, we talk about the actual physical money. See, the thing about going back and talking about some of the different paths, and it's a belief of mine, you know what I'm saying? You have to know where we came from so that you know where we are and so that we can develop where we're going. There's a connection. You can't take history in, in, in little spectrums of time or little vacuums of time. It's all connected. There's causality. That's what a lot of people don't really like, like focus on. Causality, cause and effect. There's a reason why we have this understanding of capitalism. So when you see someone that gives away... What understanding of capitalism? The capitalism is in itself oppressive. Because the thing about capitalism, that's what you have to do. You have to capitalize off of something. So when you have capitalism, there will always be a class system. There will always be labor versus capital. And then if there is always a division between labor and capital, there's always going to be a person that big being able to be extorted. So the fundamentals of capitalism is built on extorting people for their labor so that you can develop it and then sell it for a higher price. Now the thing about capitalism, if we look throughout the history of it, it will always have different downfalls, like the Great Depression, like the, like the stock market crash of 2008. It, there will always be highs and lows because it's built in the system of capitalism. Capitalism itself is going to be what? Capitalized off of the people who have to work and then the people who can employ them. You see what I'm saying? So I feel like that's a, you know, like it's a perspective that's, you but know, these you keep are, these saying the things uh, that you don't have. Capitalism doesn't uh, do this. No, 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 no. But look, but look, but look, no, no, no. You can't no, look at it like no, it's feeding it's, families, bro. No, no, it's not feeding families. Food bro, is feeding, uh, feeding families. Food is feeding families. We have to have that understanding. It's not, we look at capitalism because of our worldview, because of where we came from. We were born into capitalism. We don't know anything other than capitalism. You have a job? Right now? No. How do you eat? I eat. I eat my mouth and I eat my hands. Who feeds you? Who buys the food for you? See, we, and I understand where you're going with that. It's a, it's a very, that's a very easy connecting the dot right there. You have to pay for money. You have to pay for food. It's not even about paying for it. It's just who's buying the food. What I'm saying is, and that's a, that's a, somebody's, somebody's, somebody's working right. so, so that you can eat. But what are they working for? So that they can so let me ask you something. Families. Let me ask you something, right? Can someone grow out, right? Can I go out and put something in the, into the ground, grow it, and then give it to you to eat? Can I do that? This is New York City. I live in the projects. You can't. It's not legal to have a garden. I, but why is it not legal? It's not legal to have a garden. You have to have a. You have to get. But that. Get but that. Clearance. But that. That goes into the system. Someone owns the land. Why? How do you see the understanding it of goes into the system? Property. But so what? But what like, I'm saying. Why, why, no, no, no. You ask me. You ask me. You ask me. Can I eat without money? Right? You cannot. You ask me about eating without money. Can I go and plant something, grow it, cut it up, and eat it? Why not? Who made that impossible? 
Who made that? Who the land? No, no. Own some land and who owns the land? But but this is what I'm saying though. Who owns the land? People who own the land. What did they? Black people own land. White people own land. I get you. Now listen. We we in this we in the box right now. We in the box. Think outside the box for me, right? Think outside the box for me. Realistically, right? With a. I, I'm gonna make up a new word, aplistically, like to apply it. Aplistically, I'm saying this. Like if you wanna, if you, okay, okay, you wanna know, the, you wanna know the the full scale plan of, the, of everything, right? Tell me how this is not possible, right? If we recognize a need, right? People recognize a need to eat, so we went and planted food for the people to eat. Now you say somebody has private property, have they ownership? This or they ownership? Why do they have ownership? Because they bought it with money. Well, guess what? Somebody bought it with money. Let's remove that from the equation. There's still land there. There's still seeds to go on the ground. There's still there's still food coming up from the ground. See what happened? The reason why I go back in past. What was there before capitalism? What was there before money? What was there before trade? What was there before all of that? What was there? There was ground. The need to eat, planting food grew from the ground. See, apples grow naturally. There's trees that go naturally. So if I need to eat, I would go to the land and I would eat. That's abundance Great. of land that we we're supposed to, to go live back off to the land. I'm not saying it has to go back to that, but that's the foundation. That's the fundamental. Are you trying to go back? But I'm I'm not trying to go back to anything. We have a different understanding. You see what I'm saying? So if I wanted to eat, guess what I could do? I could go grow some food and eat it. Now that is a world view. That's an understanding. You, that's what you do? No, that's not what I'm. So what are you talking you're about? You get you get no no problem. no. I'm trying to get aplistically okay. apply your life. What be hundred percent you. Okay, it's not what you're doing. No, so no, you can't it's say not that. what I'm doing. You can't say nobody can do that. But that's what I would like to do. That's what I would like to do. do that I would like before you tell like, like, No, I'm not telling anybody to do anything. So you say we can't. All I'm saying is this: we have to think outside the box because the system that we live in is not sustainable. It's it's not sustainable outside the box. We have to. You don't think outside the box. You can think all day. You got to do outside the box. You can think that you can grow some food and then feed yourself. But are you doing? So you want me to go get a garden right now? Eat the apples. I've grown apple trees before. I would love for you to eat off the tree. I would love for you to do that. And if you're gonna say that we can do that, but but it would take a community. Do you understand? So then build that. What do you think I'm doing? Like, I'm not, I'm nowhere near done. I'm still alive and kicking. You build a community that's going to grow food and you're going to eat off that. Why can't, why can't we influence Now, why can't you? Are you going to do that? Yeah. Like, literally, in 15 yeah. years, I'm yes. no category. Yes. Like, yo, I'm glad you're doing in 15 this. Years, in 15 years, that's my goal. Yo, I really, that's my goal. Like, this is real. No, 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 no. You can talk to all my boys that you ever so, met. No, 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 no. This is real. Like, right. we're actually recording this shit. Right, yes. 15 fucking years. 15 years. I when less. I, when, I when we communicate, we're less. I say yes. But you, that was the number you threw out there. So, in 50, you know what I'm saying? 15 yeah. years. You know? Um, so, like, there are like we're going to live off the land. Like this video. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. But let me ask you a question. Let me no, ask you a question. You. Okay, but with me, I'm not even very limited right now. I didn't I come out the womb. I didn't come out the womb farmer. I didn't come out the womb farmer, but this is what I would like to develop. These are things that I'm working for and developing. Yes, these are the things that I'm working for. You know what I'm saying? These are the reason why I read the books. These are the reason why I study. 
so I understand where we came from, so I can, so I can understand a different direction for the future. This is the thing that I want to do, like a different political party that doesn't, that, hold on, hold on, if we want to talk about what I'm doing, we could talk about understanding and setting the fundamentals down for a different political party. So a political party, let me ask me what I'm doing. So you have the Democrats and Republicans, right? But Democrats and Republicans come from the same American system of politics. So what I'm developing is a, is a different system of policy, a different party, a poetic party, one of people of enlightenment. So why? So we can have different understanding, different fundamental values and codes. So instead of living in an individualistic society, we live in a society that, that practices collectivism. Now what can you do if you live in a system that has collectivism versus individualism? Then we start working together, not because it's a medium of exchange, but it's recognized. No, oh, no, oh, why? why? But hold on, I, I like that. Why was it called communism? And why is it a bad thing? I ain't saying it's bad. Okay. Bad. I'm just saying, like, that's real already. Okay, but, but, but why, can't, it's, it's saying, real why can't we create something new that's why can't you can. Nobody's saying So let's do that. Nobody's saying Do it. Not let's do it. Just do it. Do it. Yeah. You feel me? And I'm going to If you judge me on Monday for something I'm going to do on Friday, judge me then I'm, I'm waiting for you to do this. And I'm going to look back at this video and be happy the whole world that we had this conversation. Now, check this out, because I want to close. Now... Regardless of what you're doing, understand that you're going to use the tools you have in this system. You're going to be working within this system. Because you're going to use money to do this. I think there's something more powerful than money. But you're going to use it. But you're going to use it. So, if you want any land where you're growing anything, you're going to have to work within the system. To when you say money, what do you mean? You're going to have to buy things. You're going to have okay. to purchase land that you want to have this land off that people can eat off of and not have to buy. Shit. And you're going to have to continue to support this land and pay property taxes on this land that people can have free food from. So, like, regardless. So, the whole point is, you know, you got to work within the system to make the best of everything we want to, to re reach our potential. Because I feel like this conversation we had sparked these niggas' conversation in the back, and they too loud for us to continue this video. So I want to cut this off because now they screaming and shit, talking about the same exact shit. But the whole point is, we can bring them all in, we can all have a, a conversation. Nah, nah, I'm done. I got texts and calls, I've been missing. So, I'm... I feel like personally, excuse me, it's very important to know your history. I feel like everything you said was right. Don't feel like nothing you said was wrong. And that's my motto for like, I want that to be my motto for the rest of my life. Everyone's right, everything is right. Like you're right, like for real, like you're right. You need to know our history, you need to know why we're eating this way. And we're eating this shit because we were shit we were given. We used to be like this, before this system we had this. And I'm not sure a lot of this is accurate, like, you know, because like, like, before capitalism was harder, you know, like, it's like, that's cliche to say. I can tell you like, the origin of capitalism, you know? It's a European capitalism. Yeah, but, great, but like, the before capitalism, how things were, shit, yeah. I'm not sure that's like, super accurate, you know, but... I think it's just like cliche to say that like everybody says that shit now like who's trading like are you sure like was that it you know but 
Well, yeah. But um, you know, but there's some history behind it though. There's definitely history behind it. There's civilizations that just based off it, but I'm. It's just like it's oh, very cliche. It was silver. It was valuables. Like it's there's a, like, there's a whole study of it's, of, the, of values. So, but hold on. The whole point is like there's a lot of cliche things that we say, but I just want to. I just want us to be like, like. I just want everybody to be happy. Be happy. I want everybody to reach their highest potential. And of course, everybody can't because of this system of capitalism. That's what you want to say, but if that's what it is, and that's what it is, like I'm, a, I'm gonna accept it. And I want everybody to feel right, whatever they do. Like it's, it's no way at all that all black people are gonna have an African centered view. It doesn't have to be African centered. I think that's the kind of the no way that because I'm not really pushing the African centered. I just understand where origins come from. So no, I'm not about. I'm, dude, there's nothing wrong with that. I feel that like capitalism. Africa. You could say capitalism has a this origin, I feel like everything has an African origin. African origin. I feel like everything stems back to how we created everything, and we give too much credit to to other things that created what we created. For real, we're the creation of say, everything. When you say things like Christianity, when you have it, all ours, you know what I'm saying? But it's not though. Like, but like, okay. So, so, so if we if we could, if we could go talk about there's this a seed little, that right, grows. Right. But, but you can't tell me that the grapes that are seedless are not stemmed from the grapes. But that are seedless. If, if I if I if I started something, a system of understanding, and then someone came and then perverted it, they took some things of it and then left things out, and they they, they chose to look at it like this. Like just for for instance, like some of the, the and I don't like to go straight to Africa, but we lived there was more of a matriarchal matriarchal society in the past, right? That might have stemmed from Africa. And if we had different understanding, they chose what they wanted to bring, and then they left the things that didn't go coincide with their worldview. You but right, it, but bro, none but of that matters, matters right now. What matters right now is how we can use but this system. But there's cause and effect, though. That's why it matters now. It's great, but it'll matter. What, that'll matter. What you're saying matters mm-hmm. to who it matters to. Like, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Like, we what are you doing? But that goes back to like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Back to individualism. No, no, it's not individualism. It's because it's, what you do doesn't affect me, or what matters to you doesn't no, matter to no, me. No, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. Okay. What you do matters. Right. So if you're not building like right now, like not like something you plan on, like I'm not gonna sit here and why, preach why to people about they need to invest in stocks. I'm not doing that. Right. I'm studying it. That's all I can say is study it. But if <laughs> but you, I can tell you to study it, if you I can tell you to study me, it. If you was looking out for me, right? If I if I wanted your best interest, right, and you wanted my best interest, right? If I say, yo, man, yo, stocks is, you know, people actually own stocks, and that's give them ownership and things where they don't really have to, you know, if you own a certain amount of stocks, you get a dividend at the end of uh, once a year, or twice a year, or once a quarter. I mean, you know I don't know how true that is. You, you, know, you do, you do, you do. You get dividends. Certain stocks give you dividends. Why wouldn't I but give, that give is, you that information? Now, what you do with the information is up to you. But it's because I love you that I go and say, yo, 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 look at look at these stocks, bro. Just look into it. I'm not telling you, yo, go buy this stock, but go buy this. The I'm fact, you, what I'm trying to say is, you don't you own stocks? Yeah. Do you I get am. dividends? Yeah, I do. From from what stocks? Global leasing company. Yeah, GSL. Do you get dividends from, yes. from global leasing companies? Yes. I own 700 shares of global le- uh, global global shipping lease, right? Right. Now, my 700 shares, I only get maybe 15, 15, 25 cents a quarter. But I have and dividends I have, yearly. Yeah. I just bought the stock two months ago. 
So how and many like, dividends have you got? You get what? You some see some companies you give got you, dividends already. Yeah, you get it. Some companies give it to you quarterly. Some people give it to you once a year. Some companies don't give you any dividends. You said you own stock for two months. And you got dividends already? Because I bought it in the in, during the quarter. During the quarter, right before dividends. The, if you own right. it, you bought it right before dividends, bro. I can show you. Hold on. Yes, right. You bought yes. it right before dividends. Yes. And check this out. Share that knowledge because you know that, and that's what you're applying. Now, what I'm trying to say is all of that matriarch stuff. If you're not applying that, like, but, but, but my like, thing is, share, like, why share it? But why would you say that? Why would you say that? I'm applying that. My and that's what you need to give. That is the knowledge you need to give. How are you applying it? Now, see, the thing is, you want to know about me. No, it's not about you. What I'm doing. It's about us. Right. What what gets to what gets to people? Right. What gets people is things that apply to them. Okay. What gets people is relationships. When you feel like you know someone, so why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't if, if you were talking about relationships, right? And we was having a serious that is that is real. Like, right? That's yeah, you. Real, that's real making me want to go on, like, go on like, seven hundred shares because that's what you're doing. So it's not individualism. Maybe there's a that's disconnect a because of the, the, the it's no disconnect. There's a connection. Like, it's not person to person. Like you, you don't see me on an everyday basis. Is that why there's a, there's a or why there's no disconnect? There's no disconnect. Because if I say I'm, uh, yeah, I do actually like make chart. Yeah, because when I'm in a relationship, there's a certain thing that I expect. Your relationship right now? Huh? Well, actually, I just broke up with my girlfriend not too long ago. What what we need to have people is real examples, not individualism. Would you like me to carry a camera with me all the time? That would be very helpful to people if you could document your life. You know what happened? You can take out certain parts and keep. I, think it, I don't think it would be helpful. I think it would be satisfying. I think it would be very helpful to a lot of people because you go back to media and we're not seeing real shit. So if you could give us some real shit and how you're actually applying your 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 perspective on okay, so for instance, on, on on matriarchs and stocks and people can see like how the how so, can we apply growing food? Like, come on, like this is the okay. shit niggas need to see and and. Right. Like so, like I'm making, all I'm, I'm saying is like YouTube channel following me every single day. Now, now, granted, now, granted, because of the because of this system that we live in, some of the things are harder. But that doesn't mean the knowledge it shouldn't be there. Like when I wake up, I eat, yeah, the I knowledge is there, but how you give it to me is, is, is essential. You know, but, how you give it to me is essential. We're so disconnected. Like you live in New York, and I live. In, how can I give that to you? I can only tell you. I can only teach you what I know. I can only show you what I know. See what I'm saying? So when I say, "Yo, my people eat better," do you want me to go and give you a picture of every meal I eat a day? I think that'd that would be satisfying. But see, that'd be that would satisfying. Be, no, that would you already know yourself that you should eat better. Yeah, but how do I? How do I do it? You know, you know, you know the hardest part. You know what the hardest part of becoming. Non, you know non dairy, non meat. Like you know the hardest part like of that? This. I didn't know how to cook. Right, right. Non dairy right. things. Okay. So I had okay. to literally go on how to and watch people make food. So he just inspired something. You, you just inspired something. And I feel that you feel it. Yeah, yeah. I feel that you feel it. I really feel it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if I could watch you okay. go on Robin Hood, then I can know. Right. I get you. That's what, you. that's what YouTube allows us to do. It allows us to go and watch people's lives and learn from it. This is a Robin Hood app, right? I don't need to know from you, for real, for real. I'm not speaking for me. You feel me? Like I, I've got Robin Hood. I, I own lost, stocks. I lost some it's, stocks. Is a, is a I've got Robin Hood. I own stocks. You know I'm, I'm not speaking for me. I'm speaking for. Uh, but then I understand. For but, like us but, as a people, but this, it's right? like that's what we need. We need. This. It's not individualism. It is 
connection. It's a relationship. Right. The internet allows us to literally build relationships. I get you. I get it. Like nah, this. Nah, I, get it. I get it. I get it. But you feel like you that, know people. So my when I the things I talk about, my key core value system, everything like this, and I'm gonna say it here first is the the understanding of what this system does to the human spirit, not necessarily. You know what this system is and how it's oppressed us, but what it does to the human spirit. Now, I find it difficult to kind of like put that on. Do you think it does action? something negative to the human spirit? Yes, and, and that's why I would say it's not true. Why would you say that? Because there's so many people who's living glorious and positively. I didn't say anything about living glorious and, and then positive. I said the spirit. Okay, so for instance, right? How you treat another human being, right? So when we when we're in a rush and we're like moving and we're we're easily agitated and you know we're in traffic oh we're honking horns. Well, these are experiences that not everyone has. No, no, but what I'm saying. No, no, no. But listen, listen, listen. This is not this is not to the individual. You see, what I'm saying this is to the overall. Uh, overall, everyone. If you're riding around, I mean, that's the overall everyone. You're gonna overall. say like, no, no. Like, this I'm, is I'm the saying, I'm saying that, I'm saying that I'm saying that there are individuals that are patients, but overall, we don't show patience. You see what I'm saying? That is not true. Like for I, you to just throw overall okay. impatient, everyone impatient. No, 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 no. Like, like there's certain just, things, but there's certain things that reflect the lack of patience. Like for instance, I worked in corporate America before, and now some of the things that we're talking about being productive, uh, uh, you gotta be efficient. You know what I'm saying? In terms of like we spoke earlier about you know being able to sometimes some things you know you want to be productive in a certain day but certain things come along and how to knock you off your path and you get frustrated about it and I'm like yeah you're right sometimes we have to be a little bit more flexible you know what I'm saying so that we can you can understand like okay there's an interruption you know what I'm saying and it won't if it doesn't if I don't allow it to affect me then guess what I'm living more of a peace I'm living more happy you know what I'm saying so I'm saying if we have more of an understanding of what patience is instead of just this block oh well I'm being patient or this person Patient, he's not patient. We can understand that, yo. When we go through life and we go through our production and go through our progressive, our production during the day. Guess what? Some things are gonna come up and it's gonna knock us off. It doesn't have. It doesn't have to make us mad. Be why? Because I'm patient. I understand that. Up. You know what? Yeah, but also, it's nothing wrong with being impatient. How can you say that? Everything is right. It go like literally, bro. Like I didn't say you're wrong. I just said how can you say that? There's everything is right. There's nothing wrong with being impatient. Right. Nothing because there are points in time where you being impatient can lead you to to opportunities right. that will allow you to you know be successful to get what you want. Literally. So like if you if you patient with someone who is oppressing you, you're patient with someone who's abusing you, domestic violence, domestic violence relationship, you might you might need to be impatient to get out of that relationship. So like everything has its point. Everything has its has its purpose. You feel me like all of these qualities has its purpose. Mm-hmm. Oppression could has its purpose for someone to, who can take oppression. That's what you, and then you talk about like you know you mentioned like slaves. I'm impatient on this fan. Patient, I'm out. Right, I'm right, right. Out. I think so, like, I think it's it's but, it's 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 Put that together, and then there's there's uh, you know valuing yourself and loving yourself, and then this virtue. And everything has its purpose. I'm sure they do. Everything has its purpose. Being upset, frustrated, angry, 
Sometimes the things that have this purpose are meant to be overcame. You see what I'm saying? So if that impatience, impatience has its purpose, but there's also a purpose of overcoming their impatience. You see what I'm saying? And, that, and, that, and you say happiness and sadness. I don't really equate, and this is just a difference in, in opinion, but my, my goal isn't to be happy. My goal is to be at peace. You see what I'm saying? So this, I think that, just for me, but I, like I said before, I think sadness and happiness are momentarily things. But peace, peace is an actual state. Like, you could live in peace. You could live in in, uh, in abundance. That doesn't necessarily mean I, I need a lot right. of money. In order to I want to end this, abundance. but like, I want to end this, but I think you have a, you have a, a way of like, jumping from topic to topic and making it seem like it's different from the last when they're all the same. Mm. You know, like they're all the same, big brother. Like everything is one. Right. So, like, peace is momentary just as much as happiness. Everything is momentary. We're just living moment to moment. There's nothing that's, that's forever. Everything is forever. The same thing. I don't believe that peace is momentary. Everything, everything, to say peace is forever is to say peace is momentary. Peace is momentary. Just, you know, it's the same thing. Like, it might go over your head, but that is literally like, you're right. Forever is moment. Yeah. Forever is a moment. A moment is forever. Like, right now we're in a moment, but we're also traveling through foreverness. So, like, it's no different from being happy being momentary to peace being momentary. And then just a different understanding. It's the same thing. So, you, we can't jump from, like, capitalism being oppressive to, like, peace being not oppressive, then peace could also be oppressive. Mm. You could be peaceful in an in in environment that you need to get out of, but you're just accepting it and, and dealing with it. And, and it's like, no, go. It's not where you're going to reach your highest potential. We talk about that all the time. A lot of times we allow our comfortabilities to limit us. A lot of times we allow our peace and serenity in, in a place where we get into a place where we're peaceful at and we just we, we, we stun our growth. I wouldn't say that. We stun our growth. I'm at peace. You stun our growth in certain places. You can be peaceful, like peaceful. and you're stunning your growth because and you may you're content. I think that's, that's regardless. It's, it's, I don't, but it's no different. That's why I say we could jump from something else and think it's different. When it's like it's equated, this happiness, sadness. Along this happiness, sadness, you got peace, content, all of these satisfaction. You got all of these things. On sadness, you got fear, you know, frustration. It's the one. Mm. Like negativity, everything is one. Everything is one. So let's so like, if you're gonna say, if you're gonna say, if you're gonna say anything is on this side, then it also could be on the other side. So what I'm trying to say, if you're gonna say anything could be on one side, it has the ability to be on the other. Capitalism is not just oppressing. You can't just throw it on one side. You can't just say it's fucking up the spirit. You can't just throw it on one side. You can't. Can do. You can't put anything on one side. You can't put anything on one side. Everything can be on both sides, and that is what I I want like people to understand. I want people to understand that everything is right. Everything it might not be the best thing for you, but it's right because it's gonna lead you to where you want to go. And when you realize you need to want it or you realize that you want it is when you'll start to go there. But if you don't realize you want it, then you won't go there. So like knowledge needs to be taught habitually for that knowledge to be habitually applied. And I just, you know, like, I just want to say you're right. 
We need to know everything you're saying. We need to know about how capitalism is hurting us. We need to know about how the, the, the origin of capitalism and how the European man is using capitalism. We need to know all these things. But we also need to know the opposite too. So the good of capitalism. How we can use it. The good of money. The good of frustration. The good of not being at peace. The good of negativity. The good of everything. How we can use these things. Because there's also a negative side of the good things. That's Taoism. I don't know what Taoism is, but... You feel me? I want to end this, because I don't know if the last 30 minutes with them talking is going to be clear audio. With that being said, I hope y'all was highly entertained and informed, you know, and inspired by this conversation that me and Poetics had. Matter of fact, I want y'all to, to you know, so we could we could spread this, you know, and it's, it go viral. Yeah, it, it spreads with controversy, so who won? You feel me? Who won? Pick a side. <laughs> you feel me? Pick a side. You feel me? And I'm sure you're going to get a lot of people on your side because I said earlier, that's traditional. <laughs> that's traditional. So I'm sure you, you can probably win. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for being a loser in this one. For real. Because it's, it's I have a free way of like, it's double dust. Like, you can jump in from any side. So... Words, my man, Mama Max. So tell them where they can find you. Then you'll fall for something. You could, you could find me on uh, Instagram underscore p o e t i x poetics. Uh, but you know what? I'm gonna take your advice though. I'm gonna look into you know really showing the application a little bit more, a little bit more. You can find me on Instagram. Check out the uh, YouTube series, IGTV series, Growth Over Development. God, G O D, Growth Over Development. Man, I appreciate you for having me out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you don't know, you're about to know right now. You're about to learn. Education. I know you learned something. I know you did. 